next on the 5 o'clock report. Simply be clear and complete. This can't go on. Why did we not find out about it until 60 plus days later? We heard an explosion and we just ran out. He's being true to himself and to his religion. Now, let's go to the newsroom. No news. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. No news at a White House news briefing, that is, this afternoon about GarageGate, President Biden's mishandling of classified documents while vice president. Law professor Jonathan Turley says the Biden administration has only itself to blame for the unrelenting questions about the Biden documents. Department of Justice and FBI right. to simply be clear and complete about what occurred here, what was said to the DOJ, when the DOJ was present. None of that's being revealed except when they have to. Pennsylvania Democratic Congressman Matt Cartwright wants to review the process of packing up sensitive government records. We've got to review how departing presidents and vice presidents uh, are going about organizing the archiving of their of their documents, both classified and unclassified, because this can't go on. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer says the Biden team's just been playing keep away from the beginning. Why did we not find out about it until 60 plus days later? And then we only found out about it because of an investigative report. A Wall Street Journal report out today says the Justice Department considered allowing the FBI to search President Biden's Delaware home for classified docs before ultimately deciding against it. Ukraine's interior minister and at least 17 others dead, including children, when a helicopter crashed beside a kindergarten in a Kiev suburb today. This woman described the scene to a translator. We heard an explosion and we just ran out. My daughter ran to get the granddaughter. She goes to the nursery. We took her. Everything was on fire over there. The cars near the building were on fire. Initial reports say it was dark and foggy and the helicopter hit the kindergarten before crashing close to a residential building. The exact cause of that crash, though, still remains unknown. It turns out there were four Americans among those killed in a weekend plane crash in Nepal. We are deeply saddened to hear of the tragic Yeti Airlines crash over the weekend, which killed 72 people, including two U.S. citizens and two lawful permanent residents. State Department spokesman Ned Price, at least 71, died in that disaster involving a short-haul Yeti Airlines flight. Back to this country. Tomorrow could bring a congressional confrontation over the federal government's debt ceiling, which the Treasury Department warns we're about to hit. Just what is that debt ceiling? It's a legal limit dating back to 1917 that caps the level of debt the government can assume to pay its debts. Correspondent Tom Costello, Republicans are demanding Democratic spending cuts instead of continued unlimited borrowing. Speaking of debt, Americans are drowning in it. A new study from NerdWallet finds the average American household currently owes more than $165,000. Jason Meza with the Better Business Bureau says you need to be careful how you handle that, especially if you decide to go with one of those companies promising to help you out. They're asking for a lot of money up front before they can help you or promising these huge returns. Those should be the red flags you should look for. There's a wealth of economic news out today. In fact, one government report gives an encouraging snapshot regarding inflation. It's some welcome news on inflation. The Labor Department says the main gauge of prices at the wholesale level fell five-tenths of one percent in December, a bigger-than-expected decline. Compared to a year ago, the producer price index was up 6.2%. One big reason why? A sharp decline in energy prices. 
Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick. The government also says retail sales fell last month and producer prices slipped the month before that. What's it all mean? Although we know that the economy is slowing down, this is more evidence that the Federal Reserve's campaign of raising interest rates is working. The real question is, is it working too well? CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger. One of the tech world's true giants, Microsoft, says it's cutting 10,000 jobs. Microsoft is eliminating 10,000 jobs, nearly 5% of its worldwide workforce. The company is blaming an economic slowdown. Microsoft cut jobs twice last year. The company is making changes designed to save more than $1 billion. CBS's Jim Crisula. Even though the federal government has approved legal distribution of drugs which chemically cause abortions, one state says the FDA's permission does not apply. Michael Harrington tells us that state is Florida. The Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration has sent a letter to drug stores and groceries reminding them that state law still bars women from getting abortifacients from anybody but a doctor. Florida law states that willfully violating these provisions could result in criminal penalties. The NHL making news this day. A Philadelphia Flyers defenseman taking heat after declining to take part in the team's pregame gay pride night. Players wore pride-themed warm-up jerseys and used rainbow tape on their hockey sticks. But 26-year-old Russian defenseman Ivan Provorov sat out, saying while he respects others' choices, his decision was to, quote, stay true to myself and my religion. He's Russian Orthodox. Flyers head coach John Tortorella. He's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provy. He's always true to himself. Popular hockey writers such as Pierre Lebron and Gord Miller have heaped criticism on Provolov for his decision, Lebron accusing the player of hiding behind his religion. And going to one of the big football games this weekend, tickets are going to be pricey. Three of the four games rank in the top four most expensive division round games ever. At the top of the list, Sunday's marquee matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. Average secondary market price for a ticket, over $1,400. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, mourning a child victim in a drive-by Syracuse shooting. A judicial confirmation controversy continues in Albany and Pennsylvania's governor wasting no time signing his first executive order. I'm Kevin Williams and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Some of us will experience a brief period of an icy mix as a front pushes into the area that could impact some morning commuters. In the meantime for the night tonight, generally just cloudy, but a wintry mix does reach the western twin tiers late. Low temps upper 20s to mid 30s. Any wintry mix tomorrow morning gives way to some light rain or showers. Highs from the upper 30s to the middle 40s. For most, Friday's cloudy, brisk turning colder, rain and snow showers, then periods of lake effect snow later Friday and Friday nights. Some accumulations are likely. Temperatures on Friday falling in the 30s. Thank you very much, Kevin. Now, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The Steuben County Sheriff's Office on the scene of a fatal motorcycle crash in the village of Bath this afternoon. A section of Route 54, Geneva Street, has been closed off as part of that investigation. Hug your children tonight. Be grateful for what you have. Blodgett Middle School teacher Henry Zachary among those at a vigil in Syracuse last night for 11-year-old Rexiali Torres Ortiz, the sixth grader who was gunned down Monday night while carrying a gallon of milk for her family home from a neighborhood store. Zachary says the young girl was a joy to teach. We're getting swore at, we're getting yelled at, day in, and then you have that one student that just, when you see them, it's like, this is why I'm doing it. And and she was that student. Rexiali was the sixth grader 
grade class president. Syracuse police are still seeking the shooter who also wounded a 19-year-old who was believed to have been the intended target in that drive-by. Opioid overdose fatalities, they're climbing in New York in Steuben County alone. 128% increase in deaths from drugs over the past two years. It was a problem before COVID, but certainly COVID has exasperated it. Public Health Director Darlene Smith. Steuben County, as well as most every county across the state and probably every state across the union, is, is seeing an increase in the amount of opioid overdoses as well as fatalities. 2,600 New Yorkers died last year from opioid overdoses. Justice Hector LaSalle's nomination to become the first Latino to serve as New York's highest-ranking judge was the subject of a Senate committee hearing in Albany today. Justice Hector LaSalle told his confirmation hearing that he is pro-choice, but the 10-year veteran of the appellate court is facing an unusual degree of opposition from members of Governor Hochul's own party, who have pointed to rulings the LaSalle has backed during his career, which opponents consider too pro-life, anti-union, and tough on crime. But supporters have questioned why LaSalle's resume is being questioned now. Former Assemblyman Roberto Ramirez called what has been done to Judge LaSalle a travesty. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. All right, thank you, Greg. Buffalo Common Council members still mulling over what changes might be in order in light of the city's much-criticized response to the blizzard of 22. Buffalo Fire Commissioner William Ronaldo. This singular event has proven to be a defining moment for this department. It marked the end of what was already one of the most challenging and tumultuous times in our history. Some city lawmakers want the city to hire a dedicated emergency manager to oversee a response to events such as that recent blizzard. A partisan divide lingers on in the Pennsylvania state legislature, but new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro says he's not worried about it. The House will sort itself out. I've got a very strong relationship with Leader Cutler, Leader McClinton, Speaker Rossi. Um, they'll work through their issues. Today, Shapiro signed his first executive order. This one removes the requirement of having a four-year college degree for about 60,000 jobs across the state. There are about 10% of jobs that aren't covered by that edict, though he says those will be studied as well. Pro-lifers are concerned about Shapiro's abortion politics, especially since the State House looks to flip next month. Tom Pines, a pro-life activist in Harrisburg. It looks as though Republicans are losing the State House. That could act as a serious block for pro-life legislation in Pennsylvania. Pro-lifers fear the PA House may try to legalize abortion through all nine months of pregnancy in this year's legislative term. Assisted suicide advocates rallied in Harrisburg Tuesday for a medical aid in dying law. This Pennsylvania woman has cancer and thinks she should have the right to kill herself with a doctor's blessing. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring um, and I need to know that should I, I face um, suffering that I find to be unacceptable and intolerable, I want to be able to have a choice as to how I end my life. Pro-life forces say assisted suicide will lead to elder abuse. Ten states and the District of Columbia now allow doctor-assisted suicide. PA politicians considering a constitutional amendment on how to handle lawmakers who are convicted of a crime. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. State Representative Malcolm Kenyatta and co-sponsor Jared Solomon want voters statewide to decide whether it should be mandatory for lawmakers to be ejected from office once they've been convicted of the felony. As it stands now, lawmakers can remain in office while appealing their conviction. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thank you, Terry. A big blaze in Wilkes-Barre has displaced 14 
evacuating residents of a five-unit apartment building. Firefighters called out to the Walnut Street building just after midnight this morning. The unit where the fire started heavily damaged. The others suffered a lot of smoke damage. No injuries reported. A fire marshal probing the cause of that blaze. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. After a promising start, stocks turning sharply lower today. Producer price index numbers, a measure of costs for manufacturers, showed a sharp decrease in December, much more than expected. Stocks initially surged on the news, but steadily gave back gains and eventually turned negative. Food names took a hit, with Kraft Heinz sinking over 6%. Oil today dropping below $80 a barrel. The Dow fell 613 points. It was 62 points lower for the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq was off 138. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you very much, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. There are two kinds of people in this world. Those who are prepared for financial setbacks and those who aren't. I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. The folks who are prepared have an emergency fund. This is money set aside in a savings account for when you're hit with an unplanned expense, something that falls outside your budget or overwhelms it. If you don't have an emergency fund, debt is your only other option. You have to use a credit card when the car breaks down or the water heater explodes. Don't let that happen. Set a goal to save $1,500. Then keep going until you have three to six months worth of living expenses in the bank. Then, if you lose your job or suffer some other financial setback, you'll be prepared. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, faithfi.com, or by downloading FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store. All right, thank you. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, we encourage, exhort, request, cajole, and otherwise hope you'll stay with us for just one more story after Kevin Williams' weather predictions, prognostications, prospectuses, you know, the forecast. Good evening, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Heads up if you're traveling across our area late tonight or tomorrow morning, the western twin tiers, northwest Pennsylvania and southwest New York will experience a brief period of an icy mix, low temps, upper 20s to mid-30s. Any wintry mix tomorrow morning gives way to some light rain or showers, highs from the upper 30s to the middle 40s. For most, Friday it's cloudy, brisk turning colder, rain and snow showers, and some lake effect snow and flurries for some temperatures on Friday falling in the 30s. Very good, Kevin Williams. Thank you. Finally at 5, Family Life's Brian Query chronicles, divulges, discloses, and otherwise reports on a handy little book getting some big recognition today. Elated, excited, even overjoyed. Those are all great feelings to express today as it's National Thesaurus Day. The thesaurus, whether as a book or online, is our go-to resource for synonyms or different words with the same meaning. We have Peter Roger to thank for the first thesaurus. He released the first one in 1852 with 15,000 words. The book's full original title was Thesaurus of English Words and Phrases Classified and Arranged So as to Facilitate the Expression of Ideas and Assist in Literary Composition. Luckily, they shortened the title. So today, anytime you have a conversation, a discussion, a talk, or an exchange, try to use some different words. And thank Peter Roger for his invention, his creation, and his innovation. And if you choose not to celebrate today, well, for that, I have no words. Brian Query, Family Life News. You're never at a loss for words, Brian. That's the world we live in for Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.